0: Go ahead and join me in Matthew chapter 7. Matthew 7, uh, if you have your Bible, we use the uh, New Living Translation here at Highlight uh, most of the time. Um, if you don't, it's fine. We built this church for any and everyone. And so we'll have your verses on the screen. Um, I- I'll say this. I believe that the posture of your heart will dictate how you, how you leave here today. And so um, we we can't forget that when you step into a church, you're stepping into a place that um, has the power to literally change your life. Right. And so um, I just pray that as a church, we never get caught up in you know it's another Sunday I have to go. Uh, we we don't have to be here, um, you know. But but if we're gonna be here, let's let's lean in, let's be open, and let's be ready for God to speak to us. So. Um, Let's go to Matthew 7 as we continue in week two of Ask for the Moon. Um, I think I have verse 7. I'll read it. Verse 7 says this here. It says, Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. Verse 8 says this, For everyone who asks receives. And it says this, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Uh, you parents, now this is, these, this is Jesus, this is uh, Sermon on the Mount, his greatest sermon he ever preached. And um, he, he's talking now, and he says this, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? He says this here, or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. Uh, So if you sinful people, talking about us, talking about parents, talking about people, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Um, What I've come to find out, been walking with Jesus now for 13 years, what I've come to find out is a lot of times the bridge between where you are and where you want to be or where you are, and what you need, the bridge, is asking. Um, I think a lot of times we ask, but we ask the wrong source. Um, Or much like I said last week, we ask God, but we give up on asking God because he doesn't answer in this time frame. You know, for me, I, I typically don't mind my kids asking me for anything. So I totally get what Jesus is saying, like he's hitting. And when you become a parent, you'll, for, for those of you who aren't, you'll, you'll understand that. You don't mind when your kids ask for anything, but it's more about how they ask that matters. Um, it, it's how it's framed. You know, when my, when my kids ask me something, they can ask for anything, but h- how they ask will either determine whether I consider it or if I don't. Um, it's how it's framed that gets my wheels spinning um, the request will either either make it into my processing center or it won't, but it's all in how it's presented, how, how it's framed. Um, how, how, how. And as a father, I want their desires to be fulfilled. Yeah. As a father, I, I want their needs to be met. As a father... I want them to enjoy life. And I believe the same with your heavenly father. I believe he, he wants every need to be met in your life. I believe that he wants the desires of your heart to be fulfilled. He put those desires there. And I also believe that he wants you to enjoy your life. I do believe that about God. I believe he's a good God. Jesus said good gifts. The word here in the Greek good means best, which tells me that we can only get the best from God. And in every area of life, we can only request the best, not from a person, not from a company, not from our spouses, not from our kids, not from a salary. We can only experience and receive the best from God. And so today I want to talk about, this is the title of our message today, is how to ask for the moon. How to ask for the moon. How to ask for the moon. And when I say the moon, I mean like what God has in store for you. The the plan of God. The promise of God. What only God can bring into your life. In Isaiah 7, the prophet Isaiah approached King Ahaz. And he, he told Ahaz, he said, ask God for anything. Ask him for a sign. In the message translation, it says, ask for the moon. I love how the message puts it. And the NLT is ask for the highest heights. But today we're going to talk about how to ask for God's best in your life. Number one, I want to encourage you to ask through prayer. I got a lot of scripture today. So we're in we're in we're in teaching, gonna give you some some doctrine and all that stuff. Um Ask through prayer. Typically, every Monday night is, is date night for me and PK. And uh, what we do is the first 20 to 30 minutes, we create a safe zone, a safe zone. And so usually um, we go and we say, okay, um, is there anything that's on your heart that uh, I, need to, I need to work on in our marriage? And she'll share 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 and she'll share. She'll share, 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 she'll share. I say, okay, well, I'm sorry, I'll work on that. And then it's my turn, and I'm like, man, this food is amazing, right? I have nothing to share. You're, You're awesome. You're perfect. So, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm trying to get... I'm trying to get cool points before I get home. Um, but no, in all seriousness, what we do in our safe zone is, is we, we lean in and we actively listen. We, we have an agreement where if she has a concern, I have to actively listen. And, and my, my response has to be, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do better and I'm going to get better in that area. Because if I get better as an individual, our marriage gets better. And then when it's time for me to share, she's actively listening. She's actively, you know, and she's, okay, babe. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to get better. Because we have the same name on the back of our jersey and on the front, and we want to win the championship. And what I want to encourage you with as it concerns prayer is is that you want to ask through prayer, but you also got to understand that prayer, here it is, prayer is a dialogue between you and God. Prayer is... Yeah, you talking to God, you, you, you coming in, Jesus says, hallowed be thy name. So, number one, you ought to come into prayer recognizing who he is, praising him. Then you can cry out to him. You can make your requests known to him. You can make your needs known. You can ask for the moon. But after that, you ought to stop and listen. You ought to stop and listen. This is how Jesus puts it in Matthew 6, verse 6. He says this here, when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in private. Why, 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 why am I shutting the door? Because I'm blocking out all distractions. I'm, I'm leaving my phone out of that door. I'm leaving the laptop. I'm leaving people out of that door. These are the words of Christ, the greatest man who ever lived, your Lord and Savior. And when he speaks, man, we, we listen. So he said, shut the door, leave them, leave the kids, put them down for a nap. Go in and talk to me. Go in and have a discussion with me. And then he goes on and he says this. "Uh, Then your father who sees everything, watch this here, will reward you. Reward you. You got to understand something about this word reward. In the Greek, the word reward is this. It is a payoff for a process. It's a payoff for a process. So sometimes the process is separating yourself from people, separating yourself from distraction, separating yourself from everything that seeks to draw you from the presence of God and just simply getting into his presence and then talking to him. Sometimes that's the process. Sometimes the process is you've done all that, you've prayed, but now you still have to wait until he answers. So sometimes the process for a lot of y'all is just simply telling y'all to stop doing what you're doing and to interrupt your schedule and to get from around people and to cut off the phone and to get off social media and get into God's presence on a daily basis. And what he's saying is, is even in the moment of prayer, you can receive the answer that you're looking for. Sometimes you do that, but you got to wait a week. You got to wait a month. Jesus says, keep on asking. You got to keep on going to the place of prayer. Keep on going to the place of request. Keep on going. I remember in 2015, the moving team dubbed the year 2015, the year of preparation. We had stepped out of our last church and uh, we had an entire year to prepare to move to Maryland. What we did during that entire year, yes, we did a lot of what What Sundays will look like, groups, outreach, all that stuff. But more than that, we did a lot of prayer. We did a lot of prayer because we wanted something from God. We wanted something from God. And I think this is key for you to note here is that your answer will either come in the time of prayer or it's going to come at a later time. The, the, the moon that you're requesting the prayer that you have is either going to come in the time of prayer or in a later time i've I've been in in seasons of prayer where where you know you you symbolically do all the door closing and all that sometimes you don't got to close the door you're just in your car and you're driving and you're praying right so don't be taking all this literal um, a lot of times a lot of a lot of the the smart people miss what Jesus meant because they took it so literal and that's why they missed it. Um, he said, your ears have become deaf and your eyes have become blind. Um, he said he uses simple things to confound the wise. So Jesus would say simple things, but the wise people would be like, Well, So don't, don't, you know, it ain't a closet. Like King James says, go into your closet. So a lot of older people in the church in the olden days, they would literally go into a closet and pray because they took it literal. There have been seasons in my life where I would, I would pray. And this is not often lately, and I don't like it. I don't know what God's doing. But I'd pray, and in the moment of prayer, I'd receive the answer. I'd see the healing over that person's life. I'd see the church. I'd see, you know, me and PK making it in a healthy marriage. I'd see it, and that was my answer. Then there are seasons where you pray, and it's like, I'm listening, but I don't hear anything. That's a sure sign that you should show up the next day. And pray about that same thing. That's a sure sign. What tends to happen is, is this, Francie. Is that when we pray, when we don't hear anything, when we don't see anything change, we start to mistake complaining to humans for prayer. We start to mistake worrying and doubting and sharing our doubts with humans with prayer. We start to mistake it. We'll go to God one time. He doesn't do it in a week or two or whatever. And then we start bickering and moaning and complaining about it. And God's like, don't take it to people who can't do anything about it. You got to take it to me. Only I can bring the moon in your life. So bring it to me and leave it with me. All right we we got to stop. We, at a certain point as believers, you you got you to gotta, you gotta stop the, the old things you used to do before you knew Christ. Paul says before Christ you, you envied, before Jesus you were jealous, before Christ you worry, before Christ you gossip, before Christ you did all these things. But when you come to God, you go into your private space, you let him know, and then he will reward you. Don't go back to your friend complaining. Don't go back to your friend work. No, you take it to God and you keep on moving with your life. You keep, and what I see in this generation, and when I mean generation, I mean the people alive, not just millennials. I mean baby boomers, millennials, Gen Z. What I see in our current generation is that we are so addicted to ruminating on the negative and 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 so the brother the brother of Jesus James actually says when you come to God come to God in full faith yeah. that it's already taken care of right. don't come and wake up the next day worried about the same thing you just prayed for Gosh. the word faith actually means to be persuaded right. so when you pray when you ask God when you're believing for something you're persuaded you're persuaded. You're not swayed. You're persuaded that he's going to do it. You're persuaded that he's going to fix it. You're persuaded that he's going to provide. You're persuaded that the healing is going to come. You're persuaded that he's going to reward you. You're persuaded. You're persuaded and you leave it in his hands. So you ask through prayer. You got to understand that he's working on it. You remember the process series back at Rattlin? You remember Joseph? he he was he was moving things around. We we thought that you know, oh man, Joseph just had a spin of bad luck. You know, Joseph was thrown in the cistern by his brothers. Uh Joseph was arrested because of Potiphar's wife's lie. We just we just thought that You know, life was bad for Joseph. No, it was actually God orchestrating things in his life. He was working things around. And when you pray, that's what you have to understand. Okay, I just prayed about it. Now I believe that God is orchestrating the right people, the resources, the healing. He's given me the strength. He's given me the power. When the door is ready to be opened, he's going to open it. So Jesus is saying, ask through prayer. Number two, I encourage you, if you're going to ask for the moon, you got to ask according to God's promises. And we're going to, we're going to dig into this here. Jazeel is, <laughs> is awesome. Our, our 10-year-old son, he'll be 11 soon. and He's so good at uh, doing, this, doing this here. We can be on the way to, to school in the morning, and he'll say, Dad, you promise that we go to Dave and Buster's this Friday. <laughs> After school, can we go? And I'm like, I ain't going to tell you what I say. That's not, it's none of your business. But <laughs> I say, yeah, we're, we're going. But what he does in that moment is he's repackaging a promise into a prayer. Wow. Wow. That's so good. And so now I'm accountable for it. Jesus called a sinner, so I can I can skip out on it. You know, I'm I'm a sinner. That's the excuse I can use. But I typically try to try to try to hold up on my end. But what what Jay just did was he repackaged the promise into a prayer. And so you got to learn to ask according to God's promises, which leads us to this next point. God's word is his promise. God's, God's word is his promise. The Bible, the reveal. Will of God, the Word of God, over 66 individual books that make up the Bible, 40 authors, maybe three to to five of which knew each other, three continents, three different languages, over the course of 1,500 years, the Bible was put together, no contradictions, no errors, the Word of God. Uh, Your Bible is split in half, Um, Old Testament, New Testament. The Old Testament was before Christ. The New Testament is when Christ arrived on the scene. There are over 300 Old Testament prophecies that when Jesus came, he fulfilled in the New Testament. There's no book upon the earth that has the uh, prophetic foretelling power that the Bible has. Um, there's no other book, even its unique and divine authority to set free alcoholics, drug addicts, to to, to, to bring sinners home to God. The, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible sets people free. It, 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 it fixes lives. It transforms lives. It is the word of God. God breathed your, your Bible, the word of God, the word of God. And so and it has promises. It's been researched that there are over. 3,000 promises of God for your life in this book. And if I'm the enemy, I'm going to try to separate you from this book. I'm going to try to separate you from the scripture. I love promises like Jeremiah 30, verse 17. The promise is to restore your health. There's a promise in this scripture to restore your health. If I don't know that, I won't ask that. Psalm 112, there's a promise to bless our children and to bless our children's children, to prosper them, to advance them, to take care of them. The promise of God, the favor on our children's lives. Ephesians 2.10, there's the promise of purpose that you've been created for a good work. That you've been created to make a difference. That you've, you've been created to, to change the world. That you've been created to have a profound impact in the world. The promise of divine purpose. Yeah. There are over 3,000 promises of God in the word of God. And we got to begin to pray those promises. 2 Corinthians 1.20, the NIV says this. It says, for no matter how many promises God has made, watch this, they are yes in Christ. So I remember when Jazeel was epi- uh, diagnosed with epilepsy. We hit God with the Jeremiah 30, 17. You promised a restoration of health. You promised that you would move this. You, you would bring this moon into our life. You, you promised that you bless our family. You promised that you would provide. You, you promised that we would be set free from this. You, Lord, you, you promised. It is in your word. This word is God breathed. It is it's in your word. You promised it. We're repackaging yes. your promises into prayer. You, you promised it. And I love what Paul says here. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Jesus. Yes, yes in Jesus. That eradicates my doubt. That eradicates my fear, that eradicates my worry, that eradicates who is here, that eradicates who is not here. If God gave you a promise, it is yes in Christ. It is yes. And so through him, watch this, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. The word amen in the Greek means let it be so unto me. So when you say amen, what you're saying is God, bring the moon into my life. And we've just gotten used to, oh, amen. Don't even understand the power of that of that term. Let it be so into my life, to the glory of God. So I, I want to encourage you that you got to start asking according to his promises. His word is his promise. His word is is his promise. There's a story in the Old Testament. This is going to be so... this. God. This is where God entered into the room in my study. Um, There's a story in the Old Testament. The children of Israel have just left Egypt. They've been in the wilderness for 40 years. God has taken them to a promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey, is the way the Bible describes it. Joshua is going to assume leadership because Moses dies. And so he's going to lead the people into the promised land. And this is... Is what God tells Joshua when he begins his con- conquest. Joshua chapter 1, verse 2 says this Moses, my servant, is dead. Your past is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land that I have given you. Skip down to verse 5, and it says this here. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses, and I will not fail you or abandon you. The word of God saturated with the promises of God. It's leading 2 million people into the promised land, and God promises them this. Wherever you set your foot is yours. No one will be able to stand against you. I will not fail or leave you. All right, cool. I received those promises. In Christ, for no matter how many or how great or how big, they are yes in Christ. I received that. All right, so now we got to start our conquest. We got to live life. We got to fight. We got to get wounded. Got to get sick. Got to be disappointed. We got to kill Achan in chapter 6. Because he's a hard-headed joker, and he has to die. He slowed us down. We lost the battle. Now we got to live life. But in the process of living life, we got to keep his promises out front. So they enter into a battle in Joshua chapter 10. There are five Amorite kings. They're disadvantaged right now. But God is giving Israel the victory. The Bible says in Joshua 10 that God is raining down hell storm on the Amorites. And that God is actually taking out more of the Amorites than the Israelites are with the sword. That just simply tells me that you can do more with God in your life than without him. But beyond that, the the, the sun is beginning to go down and they need just a little bit more time to defeat their enemies. Now watch Joshua. Watch this. We're going to go to Joshua chapter 10, verse 12. On the day the Lord gave the Israelites' victory over the Amorites, Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel. He said, let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Ajalon. So this, watch this. So the sun stood still and the moon stayed in place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. Is this not recorded in the book of Joshua? The sun stayed still in the middle of the sky And it did not set on a normal day. There has never been a day like this, one before or since, when the Lord answered such a prayer. Surely the Lord fought for Israel that day. I don't know if this is registering. And I thought I had a church. I thought highlight was crunk, I thought we were woke. I thought we were. I don't know. Let's reread this verse again. Let's start it on over. Here it is. I, I don't know. Oh, the sun stands still. That's great. Let's re- y'all ready? Let's reread it again. On the day the Lord gave the Israelites victory over the Amorites, Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel. He said, let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Agilon. So the sun stood still and the moon stayed in place. I need to stop I don't see anywhere in Joshua 1 where God told Joshua, you can ask for the sun to stand still whenever you need it. Wow. I don't see it. Dude, we go back. I won't abandon you. I won't fail you wherever you set your foot. I, I don't see where he said you can ask the sun to stand still. What I see, Rhoda, is that Joshua... Made his prayers specific to the dimensions of the promises of God. You can clap that up. So if you're telling me wherever I set my foot, I'm about to get real crazy with this. What does that mean? I, I just love Joshua's creativity. And the Bible says that there has not been a day since where the Lord answered such a prayer. So if you want to ask for the moon, you got to ask according to the... It's just like a home. Homes and buildings have dimensions. They have, we have walls, we have all this. But, but, but guess what? When you have the resource and when you have the tools, you can bring into a home whatever you want. Right? You can bring the furniture you want, the sofa you want. It's the same thing with our prayers when they align with the word of God. You can ask God for whatever you want. So even last week when I said, this is what we see. We see 20 campuses across the state of Maryland. We're going to cover the state of Maryland. I can't, watch this, I can't honestly tell you that God showed me that. But what I can say is based upon what he's promised his church. Jesus said, I will build my church, which means it doesn't matter how many churches are built. He just wants those suckers to be built so we can pray within the dimensions of his promise. It was impressed upon me one day. But no man or woman can sit here and say, oh, it really came from God 100% of the time. You, you have that space of faith where you can become just a little creative with it. Sun, stand still. Moon, stand still. And God was like, I kind of like the audacity of their faith. Wow, 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 I might just do that. Angel who's in charge of the sun, make it stand still. Angel who's in charge of the moon, make it stand still. So you got to learn to ask according to his promises. Don't read the Bible. Uh, how can I put this? Don't. Oh, just Jesus. I think reading the Bible is like prayer. Mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. Don't read the Bible without listening. Don't, don't clap. Just let that simmer. Don't read the scripture without listening to it. A lot of us, I think, we get into seasons where it's like, yeah, I read. And if my pastor texts me and asks me did I read, I can just tell him I read. <laughs> right? Someone said that's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It does nothing for your life. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to what you're reading. Then pray according to what you're hearing the Spirit of God revealed to you. That's a revelation. I don't see where he said you can... Ask the sun to stand still, yeah. but I see where he said, "Wherever you step, I'm mm-hmm. with you. I will not fail you." Yeah. So go for it. Yeah. Ask for the moon. Ask for the moon. And it's so amazing. Like I said, um. And and I we get the the praise reports in, and God is answering y'all's prayers, and He's healing, and He's bringing people to the Lord, and. In y'all's lives, he's opening doors. It's so amazing. I encourage you to remember those prayers reports and to keep praying. Um, you know, once again, my wife and I and our family, we, we, we pray like we pray crazy stuff. And what I love about Joshua is, is that by the end of his life, this is what he said. <laughs> and you got to remember, these were real people who lived These are historical people. This is what Joshua said in Joshua 23, 14. He said this. He said, Soon I will die, going the way of everything on the earth. Everything dies. Deep in your hearts, he's telling the children of Israel this. You know that every promise of the Lord, your God, you know that every promise of the Lord, your God, has come true. Not a single one has fell. It sounds like Paul in Corinthians. No matter how many promises, they are yes in Jesus. As you stay rooted in faith, as you stay rooted in the church, as you stay rooted in the word. Go back to the Let's Grow series. As you stay rooted, every promise that you pray for, everything that you inquire the kingdom of heaven for is yes in Christ. So I want to give you three quick takeaways, three quick takeaways as we close out. Number one, here it is. Creating time with God will create space for the moon in your life. Creating time with God will create space for the moon in your life it doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be half an hour. It can be 10 minutes a day where you're getting away from distractions and you're just praying. And you're talking to the Lord. Your concerns, your fears, your worries, your requests. Just pour out your heart. Psalm 120 verse 1 says, In my distress, I cried out to the Lord and he answered. Psalm 120, verse 1, we don't have it. In my distress, I cried out to the Lord, and he answered. Create space. You'll come to find out when you create space for God, you don't have to do as much. God will just bring the opportunity. He'll, he'll bring the blessing. He'll bring the peace into your life. Creating time with God will create space for the moon. Number two, I want to encourage you to re, I've said it today. repackage his promise into prayer. Repackage his promise into prayer. God, you you said you, you changed my, my family. You said you would provide. You said you would heal. You said you would do big things through me. You said that I'm masterpiece. I'm created to do good works that you planned for us long ago. Repackage his promise into prayers. You said you reached my son. You said you reached my daughter. You said you... Repackage them into prayers. And number three, last takeaway here. So I want to encourage you, as you long for the moon, be sure to live like an astronaut. And that doesn't even mean like global things. You can be a stay-at-home mom and long for the moon. But be the best stay-at-home mom you can be live like an astronaut live like an astronaut i want to leave you with this last story caleb was a best friend from josh and uh hl worship you can you can close me out here caleb was a best friend of josh he definitely lived like an astronaut he had went through the promised land he's 85 years old at this time uh, he went through the wilderness i'm sorry god had made him a promise just like he made joshua a promise birds of a feather flock together Um, So get around people who are going towards big things. I love this here. So Caleb approaches Joshua and he says, okay, bro, we're in the promised land. He says says this here, Joshua 14, verse 9. So that day Moses solemnly promised me the land of Canaan on which you were just walking will be your grant of land and that of your descendants forever because you wholeheartedly follow the Lord my God. He lived like an astronaut. Now, as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive and well, as he promised, for all these 45 years since Moses made this promise. Even while Israel wandered in the wilderness, today I am 85 years old, and I am as strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey. They went and they spied out the land. These spies came back. Ten of them told the children of Israel, we're going to, we're going to. We're going to be murdered. We can't do this. Two of them, Joshua and Caleb, said, we can take it. Just trust the Lord. And so those 10 leaders prevented 2 million people from entering into everything God had for them. God said, I'm going to keep Joshua and Caleb alive, and I'm going to raise up a generation because they're going to be the right leaders for them. But you guys are going to have to circle the wilderness for 40 years and die in the wilderness. So he's coming back to Joshua and he's telling him, Moses promised me this land. Now watch this here. Today I'm 85 years old. I'm as strong, verse 11. I'm as strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey. And I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. So give me the hill country that the Lord promised me. There's the prayer. You will remember that as scouts we found the descendants of Anak. These guys were like giants living there in great walled towns. But if the Lord is with me, I will drive them out of the land. Just as the Lord said, so Joshua blessed Caleb and gave Hebron to him as the portion of land. Hebron still belongs to the descendants of Caleb to this day. What did Jesus say in Matthew 7? Ask, seek, knock. Essentially, Caleb asked, then he acted. You got to act on what you ask God for. So if you're going to ask for the moon, live like an astronaut. And watch God do the impossible in your life. And I love what Jesus said. He said, keep on, keep on, keep on knocking, keep on acting, keep on serving the Lord wholeheartedly, keep on praising, keep on worshiping, keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on, declaring his promises, keep on, keep on, keep on. Let's give the word of God a hand clap of praise. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we thank you for who you are, God. You're so good. God, I pray that faith is just built up in here, God. Fill this place, Lord, with, with the ability for us to have a greater measure of faith. So, God, I pray, Lord, that as we pray, as we prioritize your presence this week, that you would give us answers, give us clarity, give us guidance, direction us the grace and the strength to glorify you. Now with every head bowed, maybe you don't know Christ, but today you're saying, I, I want to give my heart to Jesus. You want to make him Lord and Savior of your life. And if that be you, I just want to invite you into this prayer. And church, we're going to pray this together, so let's go ahead and pray this together. In honor And in support of those who are praying this prayer for the first time, pray with me. Say, Father God, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I turn from my life of sin. Forgive me. Fill my heart with your spirit. I give my life to you. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church. Let's celebrate. Have a great week.